Welcome aboard, everybody. You just logged into Midnight Chrome Radio here on Anchor FM. I'll be your host for the next at least 45 minutes. Sit back and be careful and enjoy the show. William, you've been driving for a while now. I've been driving for 20 years. I'm going to tell you right now, and this is not really a commercial for a blue pair of headset, but, 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 I, I will say that is probably a, the best, the best headset I have ever had. Absolutely, dude. You're the one who uh, helped show me the way to the blue parrot by, by helping me buy my first one, you know, and, uh, you're five and a half years later. Heck, I've used blue parrot since then, too. Right, right. I mean, <laughs> Dude, I just can't seem to. The a lot of guys they do. Oh, hey! Now I hear you in my ear. There you go. <laughs> Blue pair at any truck stop and Amazon.com. Yeah, that is correct. <laughs> What's funny is I connected my radio to the Bluetooth, thinking, okay, if it's not going to connect to the headset, maybe it'll go through the truck speakers. Yep. As soon as I connected back to the program, it went through the headset. I'm still connected to the radio, but it's through the headset. Well, don't touch it. Yeah, technology and I don't get along. Ain't that the truth? Yeah. I'm don't an touch analog it. man. An analog. Don't touch man. It. <laughs> I'm a what? Analog man. It's a Joe Walsh song. I'm a- <laughs> oh my god <laughs> off of his album by the same name analog man oh. it's a good song actually <laughs> we we were just kind of talking about what 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 is a great headset for the road it, ain't, I, like it, 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 it ain't the bluetooth 250 <laughs> It is if you get the X if you get the XT. I mean, that's dude. what I've got. I've got the XT, but it's version three. Okay. Oh. Ah. <laughs> well, I mean, you're using it, right? You're using yeah, it I now. Use, so. I use it every day. It works. It yeah. works great. But with this newfangled technology, it doesn't want to work unless I jump through fourteen. Hit- hoops and hold my tongue just the right way. <laughs> I like it when I got my phone to work right then, man. I would have sent you guys something funny. <laughs> the little Honda next to me is a stick shift. And the stick was in the steer was in the, the dash. Nothing unusual yeah. there, right? It wasn't a stick. Oh. It it depends on what model of car it is. Their, their minivan type thing does have the uh, gear selector on the dash. I understand that, but you know if you're going to have it in the dash, most people think stick shift as being a stick shift, a little stick and a ball. Yeah. Uh oh, I think we just lost Will. I think. Yep, yep, yep. As he just fell off the face of the planet for a minute. Yes, he did. Oh man! Hey, we'll it's, figure uh, this technology out yet. Well, you'll get it. You'll get her going. No problem at all. I mean, 
No problem. It's kind of like me with my uh, YouTube interviews. <laughs> right? Trying to figure it out one interview at a time. <laughs> it happens, dude. It happens. Yeah. I'm just sitting, you know, I'm just sitting here listening, watching, listening, watching. We yeah. were talking about uh, the hell was it we said? Oh, great. Now my signal's going to fade. <laughs> Over the road drivers versus local guys. Yeah, right. Oh, that's just groovy. Well, you know how to get back. Uh, I'm in yeah, I'm Wyoming now, just know. coming into uh, Cheyenne. So, you know, as Dave Nemo calls it, it's the 13-mile curse. The thirteen mile curse. As you switch about you know, how many cell towers yeah, you right? switch before you get, get the cell go. tower you want. Yeah. There you, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Well, <laughs> welcome back, William. <laughs> yeah, looking at the screen on my phone is funny. Matt's got the midnight chrome FM. I've got that truck and guitar player, and then there's William Williams. <laughs> Uh. Yeah, me. <laughs> Better known as Billy D. Williams, the poor one. Yeah. <laughs> the poor <laughs> white one. <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, Billy, Will oh, D. Williams, <laughs> <laughs> what what is your I got a question. I've never I've never asked either one of you guys. Uh, uh -oh, somebody just got really loud. What is what is Okay. I think Matt disconnected. Okay. I say, uh, what, street bump. What is your TV handle, Chris? Street bump. Oh, yeah, yeah. All right. Matt, uh, <laughs> I got a story behind that, too. I'll let your will first. How did you get it? How'd you... <laughs> what? How I got the name Will Nino? No, your CB handle. <laughs> that is it. Oh, Will Nino? Yeah. My nickname, my 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 CB handle, whatever you want to call it, it's everything. Okay, how'd you get that? Well, about ten or so ten or so years ago, I was working as a guitar tech, and my buddy Don, like, I need to give you a tech name. I need to give you something that stands out. I'm like, Will Williams doesn't stand out enough. Okay. <laughs> So he's sitting there thinking and thinking and thinking. And, well, one of his bands he likes is a band called Il Nino. Hard metal, you know, rock. Yeah. Fun. And, uh, shit. Hold on a second. I got a syrup here. Oh. You there, Will? Sorry, I had to. 
Yeah, he's doing it. And, of course, my headset disconnected because it hit the floor, but whatever. <laughs> but uh, he's like, oh my your gosh. name's Will Nino. I like the band Il Nino. I'm just going to call you Will Nino. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Yeah, Will Nino. So I just shortened Will it down Nino. to Nino. That's what a lot of my friends back in the music scene called me. That's what a lot of the people around me called me. I'm like, heck with it. I'll just stick with it. I'll call it my CV handle. I'll call it this. I'll call it that. I don't care. Right, right. That's cool. Uh, yeah. How I got mine. Um, at the time, I was driving for... I just started with Shubal. So that would have been 04. It was that winter. I was walking home from the truck stop. I only live six blocks away, so not a big deal. I had my laundry bag over one shoulder and my uh, clean clothes bag over my other shoulder. I'm walking up the hill. And all of a sudden I hear a police there behind me. Literally right behind me. I turn around and there's a cop car sitting right there. And I said, can I help you, sir? He said, yeah, where are you going? I said, home. He said, oh, you live around here? I said, yes, sir. He said, can you prove it? I said, yes, sir. Put down one of my bags, pulled out my wallet, pulled out my wallet, put it to him. You do live around here. How come you're walking? It's too cold to be walking. I said, I'm a truck driver. As you can see, it's a CDL. He said, oh, okay. Oh, you were a street bump. I was going to take you to the, the homeless shelter. I said, no, sir. I'm just a few blocks away from the house now. And he said, well, I'll get you right to the house. I said, okay. That is I said, uh, That's pretty unique. By the way, Zephyrus, she actually go right ahead, man. <laughs> yep. So you can think an Akron, yep. Akron police officer. Who is concerned about my welfare. that nickname. I, well, you know what? I can say I don't think he was really concerned about your welfare. <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't hear what you said, Matt. Yeah. I said he was just want to take your ass in. That's I think it was because, like I said, it was it was like five January. It was cold. So right. But we all think about the Akron Police Department at times. <laughs> Pretty good one. Right, right. But uh, you know, in general, you know, they 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 just want to do their job. <clears throat> yeah, you, you. I believe I believe the majority of them do. You know. Um, there are, there are a handful of them that are uh, total, yep. total prick. Yeah, total pricks. You know, I'm gonna throw I'm gonna throw out a little uh, <laughs> I'm gonna throw out a little uh, commercial. <laughs> Excuse me, for, for Canton Canton Police Department. We got a, a 
there's a can a can local down there that thinks he's a big cop. Yeah. <laughs> One of these days, man. Myself and some other drivers are going to cop there. What's that? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what, man. I after he took me to court, and he didn't show up for court. Uh, yeah, I kind of, I literally did. I mean, I I went in there. Uh, dude, he hit me with one, two, like four, four fines, two tickets, totaling up to about twelve hundred dollars. After he towed my equipment, and uh, yeah, when it comes to welfare, I, you yeah. know, that dude was just out. No, he was he was trying to be a hero. That's was what he was trying me. to be. I mean, bro, oh, yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, whatever. I mean, like it was like I tried to tell the judge. You know, I mean, dude, this is a tractor trailer. If he put my truck out of service, you still got another another title and another VIN number and another car behind me. I, it's a CDL. Commercial drivers with you know, commercial drivers don't just have yeah. to deal with the truck. It's a truck and trailer. So before you like put put them all out of service, you better you better you know check things, and that's what I mean, dude. I mean, I just came at that court with every everything I possibly and the judge could. Everything out, right? But yeah. Oh yeah, dude. Did you? Well, I didn't even get to talk to the judge. I was oh, yeah. primarily ripping the <laughs> I ripped the face off the prosecutor. I mean, the only reason I even had even had the opportunity to go to court. Was yeah. I, I actually I bought a lawyer and saying I bought that lawyer to get me in there and he's like wow I, he's like you you're pretty up to snuff with the law I said yeah man I, you know I said, I've been I've been at this for quite some time and a lot of us guys that have been doing it for quite some time yeah. are gonna come to court we're gonna fight this ticket yeah because well this is our livelihood you know what I mean you know and, and we're gonna fight for it right. You know, there was there was one time that's back right. when I first started. Uh, I'd gotten pulled over for speeding in Ohio, uh, up by uh, Austinburg or Austintown rather, up there on eighty. Um, prior right. to getting pulled over, I had my CB on and I heard about about him sitting in the middle. So I said, hey, this is back when trucks could only do 55. I set my cruise at 55 miles an hour. Phone rang with my wife. She had some uh, bad news to tell me that, that wasn't very good. Um, and so I had the radio down. Next thing I know, I'm getting pulled over by this cop. Claimed I was doing 67 miles an hour. And I flat out asked him, I said, well, if I was doing 67 miles an hour, how fast was that Honda Civic going that went blowing by me? It doesn't matter. I caught you at 67. Uh -oh. I said, that's funny because I had my crew set at 55, and I've got a Qualcomm that will verify it. I'll see you in court. Nice. I went, right. see, no, I went to court. supposed to be right there. There was a technicality on the ticket. He wrote it for the wrong day. He wrote it for a month prior. Took my logbook into court. 
showed it to the prosecutor, showed him the ticket. I said, how can I be in two places at once? My logbook showed me 45 miles west of Seville at that time. And I'm 60 miles east of Seville at that time the ticket was written. How can I be in two places at once? The prosecutor looked at me and said, you can't be. I said, exactly. <laughs> and, I, and the cop's sitting right there. And I said, and I also asked the officer, right. if I was doing 67 miles an hour, how fast was that Honda going that was passing me? He told me it didn't matter. Prosecutor looked at the officer and said, how fast was the car going? Went, in, went into the courtroom, told the judge the same thing. Judge looked at him and said, I want to see you after court. <laughs> oh, wow. We walked out of there at the same time. The officer and I did. He looked at me. He said, my mistake is your game. I said, no, my, your mistake is your mistake. I went to the right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Next time, do your job right. And I turned away and walked off to my car. I left him standing there. Well, I get my well, guys right back right at him. Right? Still standing there. John the ground. <laughs> William had to find a ticket not too long ago, didn't you, William? Yeah. I can like yeah, your, hear you, buddy. Something's wrong with your connection, William. All right, I'm gonna try. All right, I'm gonna try. I'll come back. Okay. Yeah, Brookie, you're you're doing echo and you're <laughs> all kinds of all kinds of something something. Say all kinds yeah. of something something. It sounds like he's got a talk back. That'd be a good effect on, on a stage, speaker. but. <laughs> Yeah right. I'm a, I'm a big I'm a big rig driver. I got yeah. a talk back. I sound badass in my echo. Come on. Do you like kicker blowing everybody's eardrums out? Right. Those those you know, uh, I don't know, man. Those those kind of police. I'll tell you right now. Uh, I I couldn't. That's like I couldn't wait. Yeah. Whatever. I got pulled over down in Canton, right? Well, and Miss DOT called, come up behind me. You know, I even told her, I'm like, I am going to subpoena you for court. And she's like, that's fine, hon. And I'm like, I just, yeah, it is. I said, we're going to, we're going to get, get some, something straight yeah. with these Canton cops, man, especially this one. She, she said, he's notorious for that. And I said, are, well, are you back? There he is. There's William. Yes, I am. All right. There you are. And, and, and no echo. That's a lot better. <laughs> yeah, but. 
Yeah, you got rid of that <laughs> My phone messed up when another driver from my company called me. Oh, uh, Gary? <laughs> yep. <laughs> or was it Dana? <laughs> huh. No, it was Gary. That's when I started actually messing up and everything oh. else, disconnecting my head. Kind of like me the other day with the doctor. <laughs> Yeah, Matt was asking for state bills. Yeah, that was funny. Bill. Yeah. Pardon me, Doc. Can I get some What's prostate funny, bills? Matt, Chris was telling me his doctor actually heard you talking. Yeah. Yeah, the receptionist heard everything. Are you Are you serious? <laughs> oh dear God. <laughs> What was going on? <laughs> I'm, on uh, I'm up. I'm Actually, due, I'm I am. for a DOT <laughs> physical, ma'am. And I just passed mine. It's all good. Absolutely. Sleep after Good job, William. Good job. Yeah. yeah. Ain't that a crock of crap? Yeah. Yeah, sleep apnea, huh? It's a scam. Let's, let's talk about that for a minute. It's based on faulty science, fake science, BMI. If you have a certain BMI, you have to have a sleep study. Bullshit. It's discriminatory. 45% BMI above normal. It's bullshit. Uh-huh. Yeah, the reason I had to have a sleep study done is because my BMI was 46%. I just had mine done. I don't remember what it was. I forgot I had that burrito for breakfast. It's sitting over there in the passenger seat. <laughs> but yeah, then you do the sleep study test. They put all these wires on you, bands, and everything else. But here, go to sleep. Yeah, right. Yeah. Huh. Here, get comfortable. <laughs> Give me a blowjob. <laughs> <laughs> what I find interesting <laughs> is I know a person that that I'm related to went through marriage. When he was in his 20s, early 20s, he had all kinds of medical problems. Couldn't, couldn't pick, doctors couldn't figure out what was wrong with him. He ended up getting tonsillitis. They took his tonsils out. And then they discovered he had sleep apnea. He was waking up four, 400 times a night. You know how much he weighed at the time? If he was lucky, he weighed 180 pounds. I don't know. Oh, jeez. Yeah. Wow. So tell me. You are susceptible to sleep apnea if you're overweight. Right. Then you have somebody like me who is overweight and doesn't have sleep apnea. Exactly. Exactly. Huh. Right. Well, dude, fellas, you know, I had right. what I had what's called a deviated septum. Yeah. And that alone, that alone, gave, I know right now, I mean, I'll, I'll, I'll blatantly say it, for years, 
four years, I wasn't sleeping right. And I know right now it, it was the culprit of yeah. what, what you guys were talking sleep apnea. I mean, that, help, that helped me in not being able to breathe. And you know right? how common it is for people to have a deviated septum? Whenever I got my... Oh, yeah, there's, there's thousands. And what's interesting is your drummer, the other person that I know that had a deviated septum, is also a drummer. Yeah, that would be Norman. Uh, okay, that would be Marlott. Norman, right? Marlott, sorry. I keep pronouncing his last name wrong. I've known him for Norman, almost 30 Norman. years. <laughs> But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, back three ninety four, I guess it was, <clears throat> he had the surgery done to correct it. And he couldn't stay for like six weeks afterwards because of the vibrations. Right. Now we lost Will again. Oh, oops. So, Well, I'll tell you that that surgery is not. Oh yeah, absolutely. That is brutal to your face. Um, you know, I had that done, dude. I mean, I, I yeah, and and now you know, now I'm glad I had it done. Not only can I breathe better, I sleep better. Um, I feel better. You mm -hmm. know, now that I've got that done, plus I quit smoking. You know, but now I mean, now I'm in hey, all kinds of different habits. <laughs> what the hell happened? <laughs> Technology. William, <laughs> you need to tighten that street cam. The band up that you there, showed me how to tie it to my stupid manifold keeps breaking. <laughs> <laughs> That is not my fault, bro. I he got the proper to motor to heat the soup with. That was the problem. <laughs> now that will work. Absolutely. That will work right there. I had a different image in my mind when you said hot box. <laughs> yeah, so did I. What's that? <laughs> I said, I'll bet you did. <laughs> uh, thousands of other drivers probably had it. Uh, you know why truck drivers have yeah, dogs, don't you? <laughs> oh, my God. Sheep are too obvious. I'm afraid to ask. Yes, I did. <laughs> did you say the sheep are too obvious? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Time with Matt. Wow. This is not a friendly, friend, family friendly show, is it? Technically, on my end, it's family you know? friendly. You know, family, Chris, friend, Matt. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, my end too, I guess you could say that. 
guys yeah, never uh, asked me why. You're right. We did. How, how did you get my, yours? My hand. Yeah, how did you get one lube gay guy? Hey. <laughs> 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 Smart <laughs> ass. It, it, what what these guys are calling me now is part 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 time overtime because dude they, they're lucky to get out of me now six days six days nice. six to eight hours a day but back in the day I mean back in the day dude whenever I owned my own fleet I mean it was a non-stop hmm. non-stop ordeal and uh you know my 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 crew called me overtime since I was young, man, real young. 22, 23, right? 20. I uh, I went from uh, what the hell was they called me boo-boo. They called, yeah, called hmm. me. Well I, well, I actually, I still got a driver that calls me boo-boo. Um, but then it went to overtime. And then it was funny because when I got married to, to my wife, right? I called her part-time. Or I'm sorry, <laughs> I called her a time and a half. That was it. Nice. <laughs> and uh, yeah, man, it was like it was a fan. Like I said, you know, we all we all know this. You know, the trucking the trucking industry is not just a job. I mean, it is a lifestyle. Um. So and that that's primarily what I kept telling people. You know, getting get, wanting to get into it. Is you better you better have a supporting family when you quit your job and say I want to drive truck because it is not easy. It is hard to have family. From time to time, man. William, you know, man, you know so does Chris. You know, you guys my whole career I've been strictly over the road. Mm -hmm. You know, gone two, three, four weeks at a time, sometimes longer than that. Yeah. You miss a lot of birthdays, anniversaries, holidays. You know, for me personally, the one holiday that I insist on being home for is Christmas. Dad's got to be there when the kids open the presents. There you go. You know, now that my kids are, are much older, you know, my youngest is uh, 15 and a half here, uh, July 3rd. He'll be eligible to get his permit, you know, yeah. learner's permit, which kind of scares me. <laughs> that's that's you know what you're what you're describing now is one of the, one of the things. Um, whenever whenever I hung up, I hung up over the road over the OTR stuff right back in the day. Um roughly eight years ago and I I did it because I primarily do I mean I, I'm, I'm burnt out I'm, I'm, I'm really literally burnt out I mean I, again, I, I know I'm not you know I don't have you know 30 years on my well you're really noisy
isn't it? I think so. Yeah, I think when you when you think about it, and you're an over the road guy after after so long, man, you wanna you wanna yeah. no longer watch your children grow up in pictures, and just tuck, tuck them in at night over the phone, man. That's that sucks. So. It, yeah, it damn right does, man. I mean, and, and all, all of the ground pounders that I know and we all know out there, bro, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm, I give my, my hats off to you, and you know I do. I'm, I'm constantly telling you, dude, hang, you know, come come off the road, Chris. Come off the road. And it's a lifestyle, yeah. bro. When you get used to that that shit, it – Yeah, it is. You know, and, and yeah, you know, you know. eventually I do want to come off the road. I got to get myself – financially prepped for it and that's, that takes a process too because you get used to a certain income and, and you get used to certain expectations and to move on to something new is, is it can be daunting yeah. Um, oh yeah not no, not necessarily for me, but those that I support financially. You know, like my wife and my kids. Um, right. Because as we know, there aren't too many jobs out there that pay what I make. Not at all. Yeah. Um. Mm-hmm. Well, you're lucky in that. You're home every night, well, every day, in your case. Yeah. And you make you make what you make. Yeah. You know, it's it's very rare in this industry to be home every day, home every weekend, and make the kind of money you make. Oh, I know. It's very rare. You know, you make more than I do, and I'm out here miles down. Right, right. Um, and yesterday we talked about, you know, I, I mentioned it briefly, about the driver shortage. That's where the driver shortage is. Companies aren't paying what drivers should be making. We all will agree with that. Study after study has has confirmed that. That in comparison to what our ancestors, if you will, in this industry made in the 70s adjusted for inflation, we'd be making twice what we're making now. Yeah. Well, I, this is going to burn your guys' ass, and I'm not kidding. In 2005, right? I'm not kidding. Listen, listen clearly. In 2005, myself and about six or seven other states closer around D.C., we went to D.C. to fight for transparency of trucking and the cost of high fuel. 
I, I had I'm, really okay. I had the opportunity to roll with some some really really good guys and gals to fight for mm-hmm. what you guys know as transparency in trucking now, because that never was there before. Okay, listen to me, that never was there before 2006. Whenever you now look at your bill of lading and it says fuel surcharge, right? It was not on that bill, nor was it shown a percentage of fuel going to a driver. Okay? It's now mandatory the fuel surcharge. Yeah, it's not on on the bill, but it's in the contract. Okay? It's in the... All right. It's it's somewhere in that... It's somewhere Mm -hmm. in that that freight negotiation. Okay? We got Jim from OOIDA involved in this. We got a bunch of other drivers. I, I, I remember this, that protest well. And we fought for that. Bro, I'm going to tell you now. When I literally heard, I cannot remember the fellow's name, but, but we'll get we'll get him on the radio. I'll get him on, on, on Chrome. Right? But I, I know it very well. His name is Dennis Zolvitis. Okay. I called it. His, nick, his handle is Ghost. Uh took him to D.C., and I was so damn, put it this way, I was so mad at the transportation, the head of transportation, I could not be in that meeting. That's how, I mean, I'm serious. I, I brought I brought trucks, I brought drivers yeah. from Ohio to represent my state. And yeah. many, other, many other states brought drivers as well. And we were busted up, we were busted up into segments with the talking piece. So, Anyway, long story short, I was too angry to go to the meeting. Dennis told me word for word that the head of the transportation department, the heads up guys and listen clearly, we are known as uneducated. Yep. Anybody and can that's, do that's our the job. DC still has. Holders. Okay. Well, let me tell you what. Dennis about came across that damn conference table at that guy. And told him, he's like, what are you saying? Dude, I'm going to tell you right now. We we being classified as unskilled labor, that is what we are classified as. That is the most blatant, yeah. blasphemous bullshit yeah. that you I've know, ever heard. And yet, currently, FMCSA is requiring so many hours in classroom, so many hours behind the wheel before you can get your CDL. Meaning we have to have right. training to do this. Meaning we are not unskilled. Well, that needs to change on, on book. I mean, it, really. Regulatory, regulatory, and legality-wise. Dude, do you not yep. have to be certified as an instructor? Yep. Technically, you do, right? Okay, well, if an instructor is teaching yep. students and pupils, right, you go to college to learn a degree, you go to college yep. to learn a, when, a trade. When I drove for one of the mega carriers back in the day when I first I mean, started, they wanted me to be a trainer. After six months, I told them to go fly right because I had just figured out my ass from a hole in the ground at that point. 
I said, talk to me when I've got a year under my belt. At that point, and when I had a year in, right, I agreed, and they sent me to Carlisle, Pennsylvania, to go to training school to be a trainer. I didn't make the cut because on my way to training, I was involved in an accident. <laughs> Which disqualified me for training. Wow, okay. And I'll be honest right. with you, I'm not exactly um, unhappy by that. <laughs> You know, after 17 years of doing right. this, oh, yeah, I understand. Primarily solo, except for about two months at another company. I've been by myself in this truck, and I prefer it that way. And yeah. I don't know if I'm suited to train somebody. I have my ways of doing things that might not right. match with what the company policy is. Well, thank you. Welcome back, I'm William. Going through Sunbury. <laughs> Fellas, we're 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 going to talk more about this specific thing. I'm, I'm serious. We're going to talk more about this specific topic. It needs it needs talked about. It needs more yeah. um, voice. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I mean, seriously. I mean, that that's one of the things that that we did and we we were trying to do in 2005 and 2006 is have a voice for the drivers. OOIDA is is good about this. But I used to they, have a membership. They are not. And members. after okay. a couple of different events involving the last company that I worked for where we were basically ignored, uh, that's when I decided, you know what, no. I, I, yeah, I, I don't need to be a part of this. Right, right. Well, again, if you guys hang tight, um, hang tight. Again, man, we'll uh, go ahead and uh, talk. Seriously, we'll, we'll plan on talking about this this topic, this because this is a hot topic. It really, really is. What we are paid in the industry for what shit stress we go through, what we do at night. And they, these people, they, they, the, the normal average person has no clue as to what we go through in this industry. Yeah. I'm talking the counters. I'm talking the dock bumpers. You know what I mean? And, and because... I got to admit, I mean, I do got to admit, I got, I got a cake job doing what I do every day and I'm thankful for doing it as long as I've done. I mean, I, I seriously, you guys know this as well. A lot of people, <coughs> my boss tells me, Matt, you coming to work, Matt, you going to work tomorrow. And I've got the respect, you know what I'm saying? And, but, You've been listening but to I'm Midnight Chrome it's Radio. It's not easy. We'll catch you out here next time. And until then, My everybody, God. be Greg safe Holliday. and be that change that you want to see. Everybody, 10 4 over time. Out. Now, be for you, trucking with a rubber duck, and I'm about to pull a plug on your drink.